UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. And thank you for doing this, by the way. It's good to see you again. Thank you. That was great. Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating treat for you guys today. One of my, this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about today. We're going to be talking about witchcraft, hoodoo, Santeria. Um, but we're going to start off talking a little bit about aliens and stuff like that. I, who I have with me is, her name's pronounced Miss Aida. I've always thought it was Miss Aida, but it's Miss Aida. She's a witch, author, and teacher of the metaphysical. Miss Aida was born into a Cuban family who practiced Breweria, Santeria, and Paulo. An initiate of the crafts herself, she is also a natural-born medium and renowned hoodoo practitioner. Miss Aida is a registered nurse and a proud uh, United States Air Force veteran holds a master's degree. She also is a passionate German shepherd, dog lover, and owner. Miss Aida specializes in spiritual eradications as well as spiritual cleansings and for protection. And for protection. You can find her at www.missaida.com. It's missaida.com. That's M-I-S-S-I-I-A-D-A.com. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show. Miss Aida, thank you for coming back on my show. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me again. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Well, I mean, you, you're psychic, so you could probably tell this. I'm I'm going through a bad breakup. I, I went through, but I mean, oh, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, but I'm start. I'm slowly starting to get get over it. You know what I mean? It's, it's I think it's water under the bridge now. You know, but it's all. It, it was like we 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 thought we were just like had a real close relationship. It was like someone who I thought was like really 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 close to me like i thought she was like my mirror you know so it kind of just yeah what's that i said the one the one yeah yeah that's what i thought she was i really thought she was and and then she slipped away so i don't know i'm not gonna do a love spell to get her back either <laughs> i'm just kidding that i think we're talking about that today so i thought that would be funny Speaking of which, do you ever have people who do that? Do people put love spells on people and stuff like that? Do they work? All the time. All the time they do. You know, and, and a lot of times they fail because your magic and your behaviors have to complement each other. So, you know, if you're starting fights with someone, so let's just say hypothetically, okay, I put a love spell on you and all of a sudden you're crazy about me. And then I treat you like crap right? My magic and my behaviors are not complementing each other. Magic is not the sole answer. Magic 
only facilitates things. So you have to be complementary to the magic. You know, an example, another example would be, I desperately want a job, right? But I don't send out any resumes. And I keep doing these steady work spells and nothing's working, nothing's working. Well, my magic and my behavior aren't complementing each other. They have to be complementary. So you have to be putting in some kind of work to get results, basically, right? Absolutely. Magic is only a facilitator. You know, people watch all these programs and think that you just do the spell and bada bing, bada boom, that's the end of that. You know, the spell is going to work and he or she's going to do anything you want them to do. It doesn't work that way. And you also have to remember that we all have a free will. Now, there was a man, <coughs> a doctor that I was very, very nice to him. Okay. He was 14 years younger than I am. And I'm not a cougar, right? I, I don't like, no offense to anybody. It's just, I want a man my own age. Okay. <laughs> and he wasn't that good looking either. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you. But you know, I friended him and, you know, we had a lot to discuss, you know, with medicine because he's a physician and he got involved with hoodoo and blah, blah, blah. And then he started acting really, really weird. So I just decided to unfriend him because it was getting really bizarre. He was on my Facebook telling all my male friends just back off that I'm his girlfriend, even though I told him myself, this is never going to happen. We're friends. That's it. You know, I have a lot of doctor friends. I'm a nurse, right? So that wasn't enough for him. He put a spell on me and I found myself thinking about him, not fondly or not in a negative way. I just kept thinking about him and thinking about him. And I realized he had put a a love spell on me. So, you know, the free will there. I mean, I hate to be this blunt, but the guy appalled me. You know, when his behavior started acting really inappropriate, it was appalling to me because of my... I have a question. I just thought of this. Can we do a spell to get us out of love, too? Like, Like, um... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called cut and clear. So, you know, because of my free will, well, forget the fact that I'm a witch, okay? Let's just say that I'm not a witch. But because of my my free will, he was so appalling that would never work. So I got rid of it. About three months later, he tried it again, and I got rid of it, and then he just moved on. But we all have free will. So if someone is completely appalled by me, and I disgust them and everything about me is gross and I haven't washed my hair in a year and I stink, I haven't bathed and I've got crap in my teeth and all that and I put a love spell on you, I really, really doubt that that love spell is going to work, Rob. I don't think you would be attracted to me if I looked that disgusting. I, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's always about like I guess the the moral of that story is like magic has to accompany you. Have, your work has to accompany your magic, right? 
right your your behaviors yes exactly that, that, that's interesting um one thing i wanted to ask you was um how can you tell if you're cursed like what what how, what are some signs that you i mean like are, is, are curses rare no curses are are very very common in fact i wrote a book and um hoodoo cleansing and protection magic and i have all the signs of a curse in that book and um i tell people that if they're cursed not to worry about it that they're just part of an ancient group an ancient membership an ancient club all right just get rid of it so i mean there's many many signs to a curse and it isn't one sign so if i give you a list of signs okay don't say Oh, I have that one. I'm cursed. No, it's got to be a consecutive thing. It's got to be more than one thing or one thing happening often, right? So you can have nightmares. You can have a feeling of somebody's watching you. You can have sleeplessness. One of the things that I've noticed that when I've cursed people, women, they start growing facial hair for some funny reason. I don't know why. Okay, that <laughs> happened to me when I do it. But you'll find that people suddenly act weird towards you. They start avoiding you. Um, and that's because your aura becomes suppressed and it starts collecting crap on it. Um, you can have a breakdown of appliances but i'm not saying that my washing machine broke down so therefore i'm cursed my washing machine and my stove and my television and um my refrigerator all broke down within two week period now that's a sign okay accidents car accidents um Weight gain, weight loss. If you see insects that are not natural to where you live, you know, the regional environment, and they start coming into you, that's a sign. Another sign also is the insects that are common in your area. If you suddenly have a bunch of them coming in just, you know, for no reason, you don't have food on the floor or whatever, um, that could be a sign that you're cursed. Okay. Um, one time, you know, and there, there's a lot of other ones, you know, like protective jewelry. Sometimes your jewelry will take a hit for you is what we say. And your protective jewelry breaks. Okay. Um, unfortunately, sometimes your pet will take a hit for you. And I'll give you an example of that. So I did a show, an independent movie. It was called A Haunting on Adam Street. And the producer wanted me to check out his haunted collection. It's a great museum. It's in Saginaw, haunted Saginaw Museum. It's a wonderful museum, but he had this massive collection of, of um, cursed items. Well, they were either cursed or 
you know, meaning that they had negativity or a spell put on them so that when you touch the object, you know, you'll get that negativity. Um, but he also had a couple of dolls that encased entities. And there was one doll in there. And the first time I got near it, now I have to explain to you, Rob, I don't like cackling. I If somebody cackles, I'm out, I'm gone. I don't want to associate with them. I hate cackling, right? I get near this doll and I can't stop laughing to the point that I started cackling. And I was like, uh-oh, something's really, really wrong here. So the next day I started interacting with the doll and I realized that it had a demonic possession. So there was a demon inside this doll, right? And he was pretty upset that I identified him and there was something else going on. You'd have to watch the movie, but he was pretty upset with me. So blah, 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 blah. I get home. I'm done with the, the filming and he comes to me in a dream and like an idiot, he tells me his name and demons should never tell you their names because it's easier to get rid of them. Once you know your name, the name I had poltergeist activity in my one room and things were flying across the room from my shelf and poltergeist activity doesn't bother me. Okay. It's like, so what new, what's new? Then the shelf broke. And then my dog, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dog had a stroke. She took oh, a hit. God. She took a hit from me. So, I mean, that's when I, you know, mean by your jewelry taking a hit, your pet can take a hit for you. Right. Um, there's just a lot, a lot of signs, a lot of signs. You'll start feeling depression. You'll start feeling tired. Um, you just feel listless and it's a progressive thing. It isn't like, boom, it all hits you at one time. You can start hearing voices. You might have nightmares. I think I already said that sleeplessness. There's all kinds of, of um, signs that you're cursed. Yeah. One thing I wanted to, I wanted to tell you about, I, I thought this would be a funny story to tell. Um, it's about haunted dolls. So I have one of my exes. I won't say which one because I don't want to, tell her name on, on the internet, because I, I know my fans are going to watch this and they're going to want, they're going to ask me, they're going to say, who was it? They don't know her anyway. This was a while ago, but I had an ex who um, told me, she told me about haunted dolls on eBay. Supposedly now they sell haunted dolls on eBay and they're real haunted dolls. Like, I don't know how they get the spirits or how the spirits get into these things. Maybe you could tell me that, but here, listen to what she told me. She told me she bought a haunted doll off eBay and it was like a little alien, like, like, doll like you know like it, but it was supposedly haunted with the spirit and the the previous owner told her that this doll liked to be in closets and it liked to be in shoe boxes so she told me that she would have like communications with this doll or she felt like she was talking to it she asked and she said do you want to be here or do you want to be here and she would move it from back and forth from place to place well then she said one day things got really weird and she said that the doll tried uh, and i'm not being gross here or anything, but she said the doll tried like convincing her to have sex with it. 
I know, I know it sounds crazy, but how big was the doll? This had to have been a giant, massive doll. <laughs> no, it was like a little, little tiny doll. You know what I mean? It was, a, it was a little wow. tiny doll, and okay. uh, and 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 she, she never told me what happened after that, but she said that she like, she told me where it's hidden. It's hidden somewhere here in Pittsburgh. She hid it to this day because she didn't want to have any other interactions with it. I guess it freaked her out that bad, but. Do you have any like experience with these haunted objects and like what are your thoughts on them and like how did they get how did the spirits get in these things like I was wondering so I know that's a lot of questions but sorry so um, how do they get into them so I like to call them entities you know me personally I believe that a spirit is someone that's crossed or has passed on crossed over and then able to return and you know, can communicate with the other side and with you. I like to call a ghost something that someone that's earthbound. And for something like this, an entity, you know, something that has never existed before, I just call it an entity. But spirits and ghosts can all be classified as entities. So the way that they can get encased into a doll is either they can be summoned in Okay, a lot of times against their will, but a lot of times um, they'll come in agreeably. So if you've ever watched any programs like I Dream of Genie, right? Um, yeah. Genie, you know, the Genie in the Bottle, okay? It's, it's based on something that's kind of true, okay? So the entity is summoned into the container whether it be a bottle you know or a jar or a doll and they're prisoners they can't come in and out <clears throat> on their free will like i dream a genie can okay they can only come out when they're summoned out and then they do the owner's bidding and then return and you know that happens in a lot of metaphysical practices where they do that and another way is that they can willingly enter an object and that's how you can get a possessed object one of the two ways usually the ones that are entering you know of, of their own free will that they just want to do this they're either entities that have never been human or they're ghosts and ghosts meaning a person or an animal that's died and hasn't crossed over but is earthbound so those are the ways that they can get in and but you can have an object that's been bewitched right so if i put some sort of a spell on a doll and then give it to you that doll isn't doesn't isn't possessed it's got it's cursed it's got a curse that i put on it and then the other way too is if you have an object let's say hypothetically i had a knife and oh let's say i had an axe and i was lizzie borden <laughs> and she likes to axe people with that you know axe that axe has accumulated so much negativity that when you get near it, something bad's going to happen to you. Now, 
the opposite can happen, Rob. I mean, you know, people have a lucky shirt or a lucky this or a lucky that. That's because that object has accumulated a lot of positive energies. So those are the ways that it can happen. So it's very real then. And but like, when do you think they started? Or I guess people just sell them online because there's there's a market for that stuff. People want to have it. They, I guess, people feel comfortable. Like I wouldn't. The reason why I ask is I don't think I would feel comfortable with something haunted in my house. You know? Oh, neither neither would I. But there are people that like to collect haunted items. And, you know, I know a couple and it's like, oh, my God, you know, how do they do it? You know, Johnny Zappas, John Zappas, um, he has the Haunted Museum. He used to have a, a program called uh, the Haunted Collector. And he is, um, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. He is Ed's nephew. And he's also a demonologist, but he's got things well contained in his museum. And he's very, 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 very cautious about what he does. Now I know somebody else that, you know, has stuff in a enclosed, what it looks like to me, a bunch of shells, you know, and I, I think that's dangerous. And I certainly wouldn't be visiting that guy at all, you know, because you just know what, you don't know what's going to happen. <clears throat> me personally, I don't want anything in my house like that. Because here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem, Rob. If I know that something is, um, has or contains something demonic of a demonic nature, okay, if I know that and I purchase it, it's an invitation. I've invited in a demon, okay? Once you invite them in, let me tell you it is close to impossible to get rid of it and what do demons like to do they like to bring in other demons so i think it's very dangerous i really really do that's that's so weird i, I mean uh, you were you were basically starting to answer my next question i was going to ask you about possession and how it works because I'm, I'm very interested. It seems like it's uh, I heard you say that on another show that usually it's not one demon inside someone. It's multiple. But like, how do they start to uh, approach someone and um, why can't they bother us like on a regular? Do they need an invitation, I guess, to bother you? They have to have an invitation. They just have to. And, you know, you can unknowingly do it you know like on um i don't know if you saw michigan hell house that was on the travel channel but um these two men you know when one of them was a boy he was like a teenager and they ended up with this horrible 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 haunting i mean every police you know the local police the state police I think the FBI were on it. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, the demonic activity in that house, fires starting out of nowhere, knives being thrown. And how did it all start? The witch, she was a satanic witch, invited this teenager over, okay? And this teenager, you know, they're both older men now. They're, they're probably older than I am. And he sat down and 
she said to him, you need a haircut. Well, he's a teenager. What does he know? Okay, you can cut my hair. So she's wearing black and she's dancing in a circle around him and, and speaking another language, cuts his hair, gives him something to drink, and then swallows the hair that she cut. And he comes home, he has a seizure, and then after that, all this demonic activity starts happening. That is an unintentional invitation. He was within um, a demonic ceremony, but didn't know it. But usually, usually what happens is you invite them in. And what do people think? You know, I, I, I had... I have a client, I'm, I'm really, really angry with her. And she's a physician. So she's got somewhat of a brain. Okay. And she's in love with this other physician and things are starting to work well, right? She wants things in a hurry. So she goes to another person and asked to put these quick spells. And the person says, you know what? I work with demons. And that's okay if you can make it work, right? So she pays her buku bucks, buku buku bucks. And what happens is her demeanor changes. She used to be a nice person, right? She calls me and something's really, really wrong with her voice really wrong. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, she's been my, my client for like five years and she starts talking about this person, doesn't tell me, you know, she works with demons and I'm like, well, why didn't you come to me? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. And she goes, oh, you know, I know the truth. The truth is everybody knows I don't work with demons. I'm very, very anti-demon, right? And anyway, to make a long story short, you know, demons will promise you anything, right? Instead, now the man hates her and now she's angry. She's, she's changed her demeanor and you never, ever, ever say demonic names. It's, you know, you're, you're calling on them. Okay. I wrote a book, a list of demonic names. I had over 3,500 names and I never said any of those names out loud, not once, but she says a demon's name and i said don't ever ever say a demon's name especially not to me she turned around and screamed the demon's name to me three times now the number three is a mockery to the holy trinity and you know it's it's pretty well known amongst demonologists and exorcists that if you hear three knocks it's usually a demon mocking the holy trinity so, I mean, there's an invitation. She got her invitation. There's a lot of ways that you can invite them in. You know, I don't even have welcome mats at my front door. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So I tell people, and this comes from, you know, the old Cuban beliefs that if, you, if someone's knocking at your door, don't answer it. Look through your peephole. If no one's there, don't open that door because... Demons are very, 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 very into an invitation. 
They have to have that invitation and they will tell you if you try to get rid of them, they will tell you, you invited me. Right. Oh, so wow. if you hear your name, you know, don't answer it. Don't answer it because they view that as an invitation. Well, so you have to be really, really careful. What, one thing I wanted to ask you about was I had something touching me at night. I don't know what it was. I, I knew it was, I know it wasn't my girlfriend, like, because like she was like laying next to me. And then all of a sudden I felt something touching me in the middle of the night and it freaked me out. We, we burnt sage here. And uh, I can't remember if I told you this last time, but like, or what was going on, but we, you know, we burnt sage and then um, we, you know, my, my girl, my ex, my ex girlfriend at the time, she did, she saged the whole room. And then uh, on top of that, we, uh, what else did she do? Um, I have an angel protection bag and some other stuff that a, that, a, that a good witch, you know, gave me like, and it seemed to take it away, but now it seems like it's back because the other night I was, um, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was just laying in bed and I felt like something touching me again. And I was by myself and I was like, man, I don't know what this is. Like, and it just started again. What, what do you think? Is that, that's not maybe, do you think that could be ancestors or I don't think I ancestors? Have, I have no idea, but I mean, you know, it, it, if something bothers me and I just scream, no one was invited. Remember I told you the invitation is the key. All righty. I never invited you get out. I would say Psalm 121 because that gets rid of unwanted entities as long as you didn't invite them in and, you know, just start screaming, get out, get out. You know, nobody invited you. You were not invited here. Get out, get out. And you have to say it authoritatively. Other things that you can do is put Vicks Vapor Rub on you at night, and Vicks Vapor Rub has camphor in it, which is a deterrent. Okay, um, I tell people to open the Bible up to, and you can get a cheap Bible at the Dollar Tree. Open the Bible up to Psalm 121. Again, that's the, the Psalm for getting rid of negative entities, and open it up, and then put a pair of open scissors so that one handle and and one tooth is one way and one handle the tooth is and put that underneath your bed. Um, you can put, if you don't have any pets, you can put little votive cups of turpentine in all four corners of your bedroom. There's a lot of ways to avert it, but you know, I, I can't tell you without a reading if this is something good that's touching you or something bad that's touching you. Do you have any feelings that you're being watched? Um, yeah, I do because like, I'll be, like, I mean, now keep in mind, I take edibles sometimes. So like, I wonder if it's like my mind messing with me. Like I just take like light doses of edibles, so, but it wouldn't be enough to like, but to make me feel like I'm being watched. Like that was, you know, cause I know like marijuana can make you paranoid. Right. We all know that. Right. But this is different. This will be like, you know, like I'll be standing there and I'll be getting ready to go to bed and I'll feel that, that creepy feeling up the, the, the back of my spine, like something's like watching me, you know? And then like, I'll be in my bed and I'll be uncomfortable. I'll be like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm being watched. I do. I feel like it's like a little bit scared. Do you know if they're touching you on your right side or your left side? Um, 
I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I mean, like, it seemed like it was like, like, if, say I was laying there, they, they would, it seemed, it felt like something was touching me here and here, like both sides almost. Like, it, it was almost like it was like, like messing around with me. Like, you know? Then you just need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of it. You know, try those tactics that I told you. Again, that book that I told you, Hoodoo Cleansing and Protection Magic, that'll get rid of it completely. So as okay. long as you didn't invite it in. So if you invited it in, that's a whole different ball game, you know, because I don't remember ever inviting anything in, you know, because okay. then you start with an attachment. You know, there's there's three stages to a possession, you know, and there's infestation where they're touching you and things like that. And then you go into oppression where they're really attached to you. And then in oppression, there's also vexation where they start hurting you. And then your their last stage is the actual possession where they take over your entire body. So just in case you're in the infestation stage, and I don't know because I can't tell you without a reading, okay, um, you need to get rid of it. You just need to get rid of it. Okay. okay. Allow it yeah. to, you know, allowing it to do that to you without saying anything, without doing anything, that's not good either. You got to get aggressive and get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that I'm going to read Psalm 121 tonight. If, if it bothers, if anything happens, like if nothing happens, then, you know, I'm just going to let it go. And I'm also, I'm also not going to take the edibles too, in case it was like the marijuana messing with my mind, you know, cause you never know with weed. I mean, like we, I mean, drug interactions can do some weird things. So like, that's what made me think too. I was like, well, maybe this is just the marijuana messing with me. You know, you never know, right? I don't know. I, again, again, I don't know without a reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, um, one thing I wanted to touch on was uh, the differences between hoodoo and voodoo and, and, and witchcraft. If you could talk about that. Okay, well, hoodoo and voodoo are witchcraft. I mean, however you want to look at it. I mean, it's uh, a metaphysical practice. So you can label anything that concerns magic witchcraft in fact i consider doing catholic novenas i consider those witchcraft because you're you're working with with entities to achieve a, a desire so voodoo and hoodoo so um let me see where do i start so when the slaves were brought over to North America in the 1600s, they um, had most of them, a large percentage, their religion, their religions were um, magic, magical religious practices. So when the slaves were brought to other countries in the Americas, um, I'm writing a book about this too. I go into great, great detail because I follow the path, okay? So they were able to integrate their traditions in with Catholicism or whatever the countries were practicing. So then you give birth to Santeria. In Haiti, they gave birth to Voodoo. And that is spelled V-O-U-D-O-U. -O -U -D -O -U. 
Okay, another way of spelling it or pronouncing it is Vadwa, V-A-D-O-U. Okay, so in Haiti, they're practicing that, okay? And anyway, when the slaves were brought to North America, here, you know, we were back then in the 1600s, we were the British Americas, right? Remember that we were owned by England. <laughs> so mostly in the Southern states and they were treated very, very harshly. They were treated the worst of all the slaves in the Americas. I mean, just, just horrible. So when their religion you know, was kind of smashed and taken away. And then they had to practice Christianity. Um, they were able to read the Bible and interpret the Bible as it really is. Okay, the Bible in, in hoodoo practitioners view is a magical spell book. And anyway, so between their beliefs that slowly evolved as it integrated with now this is not all one thing and I'm talking about hoodoo this is not all one practice so the slaves that interacted with Native Americans okay that magic got integrated into the magic they were practicing the Europeans that owned the slaves right their magic got integrated with hoodoo there were Jewish slave owners. And back then, you know, we're talking the 1600s to the 1800s, right? Back then, we didn't have these formalized synagogues. You know, um, Judaism, which I like to call Judaism, was more of a magical practice. I mean, of course, it had religion in it. So it gets integrated with all these different things. Now, the Haitians that were practicing V-O-U-D-O-U, -O -U, okay, they were brought into Louisiana. And between the hoodoo people and those people, and I'm putting this all in a nutshell because it's a little bit more involved, all right, that gave birth to an, another African tradition religion called voodoo, V-O-O-D-O-O. -O -O. And we call that Louisiana voodoo. But V-O-U-D-O-U -O -O or V-A-D-O-U, that is Haitian magic, okay? Now, that's an African tradition, traditional religion. Hoodoo doesn't evolve into a religion. It ends up being an African um, derivative tradition, but it's a folk magic. And with hoodoo, there's a lot of integration. You've got Caribbean, you've got Asian influence, because once the slaves were freed in the, the 1800s, you know, the emancipation, 1860s, then what the slave owners were doing, um, they were bringing in Chinese people or Asian people, mostly from Cuba. Now, these people already knew about Santeria. So they're bringing in, they're interacting with the ex-slaves that still hang around and worked on the railroad now that magic is integrated you got chinese asian magic you got the santeria then hoodoo practically gets lost it has its up 
ups and downs and all that. And it's almost completely lost by the 60s. Then when the influx of Cubans came over, and that was a reintroduction into the African traditional religions. They interacted with with the hoodoo practitioners and again, hoodoo evolved. So hoodoo is forever evolving, whereas voodoo, V-O-U-D-O-U and Louisiana voodoo, V-O-O-D-O-O, those are religions and those are basically kind of fixed, you know, religions. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one thing that you mentioned is that they, they, they think of the the Bible as a spell book. When then I've heard you say in another podcast that the Psalms are spells. And then you said just now that the novenas are spells. Like, how does that work like that? Like, how can we differentiate like when the Bible could be used as a spell? Well, if you read the Psalms, I mean, that that's a good start. Okay. I just finished a chapter in this book that I'm writing and, you know, I was like, wow, you know, because I, I look at, um, academia also, I look at all the academics that have studied certain things, you know, especially the PhDs I've read dissertations because I'm weird that way. Anything that I write, I want to make sure is true. And, you know, I didn't know, for instance, that Moses was a magical practitioner. You know, Moses was second in line to the throne, right? And um, really, I don't know, it doesn't say how, the Bible doesn't say, nor does the Torah say how we found out he was Jewish. But he finds out he's, you know, a Hebrew or Israelite. And, you know, he gives it all up and to save his people. But when he was raised, he was raised by the court. And that court, that noble court had magicians, lots of sorcerers that were teaching him magic. So by the time he's a grown man, he's already a skilled sorcerer before he even meets God. The interesting thing is the African slaves that were illiterate saw this. They saw a lot of things in the Bible that here we are with an education, right? And we, you know, me, I've got a master's degree. I didn't figure that out. They figured it out. And um, very, very, very intelligent people, even though they were illiterate, very intelligent people. So if you look at, you know, there's recipes in the Bible. There's recipes for holy oil. There's recipes for all kinds of things. If you read the Bible closely, you know, you can see where things are disclosed, especially in Psalms. So those Psalms are, are spells. They're, they're magical incantations that you can work with God. Do you consider yourself like a practicing Christian as well as a witch or what, or what yes. do you consider yourself? Yes, absolutely. Did you ever have any like um, issue with that? Like growing up, like like going to church and that they they might have known about your witchcraft practices or no, or, they didn't know they, anything. No, absolutely no. Everything was kept quiet. You have to understand. I was raised in this, so 
all of this was normal to me. Are you hearing noises? That's my dog trying to get downstairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I did hear that. I was wondering, I was like, is there a ghost there? No, he's got a cone because he had elbow surgery. And I've got a gate up there and uh, a heavy, heavy, um, so that he can't undo the gate. So he's trying to move my heavy, heavy object so that he can get downstairs. He'll figure it out eventually. He's too smart for me. So, you know, all of this for me was normal. You know, I didn't wake up one day and say, ooh, I want to learn about, you know, magic. It, it was always there. But, um, you know, you have to understand something. You know, I was born in the 50s, right? I'm 67 years old. And, you know, my mother and my aunt, you know, they came from Cuba and everything was secret, secret, secret. So you never said anything or did anything. But, you know, when you talk about Santeria, what is that? That's an integration of Afro-African uh, religion, magical religion and integrated with Catholicism. So back in the olden days, you know, I don't know what people are doing here in America, but back in the olden days, you couldn't even think about entering Santeria unless you were a baptized Catholic, you know, but did I tell the pre, no, I never told anybody. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the, the, um, I know Evelyn Paglini used to say this. She used to say that like, if you do magic and it's not justified, like if you do magic on someone and that magic isn't justified, that it can come back on you times 10. Do you believe that? Absolutely, yes. And again, you keep touching on my books because I have a book called Hoodoo Justice Magic. And I talk about that in great detail that you have to be justified. Will it come back to you tenfold? That sounds a little pagan to me. Um, It'll come back the way I say it is it'll come back to kick you in the ass eventually if you're not justified. That's awesome. I, I want people to get your book. Like what, what else do you talk about? It sounds like an awesome book. Who do justice magic. Can you tell everybody what else um, is in there? I might buy that as soon as we get done with this, because no, it, no, it seems like an awesome this, book. send me your address and I will send you the book. Okay. You're not going to buy it. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. But so but, but anyway, I have all kinds of things in there. I cover candle magic like no book has ever covered it. I cover everything about candles. Um, I have send away spells. I have binding spells. I have cursing spells. I have a bunch of psalms. If you don't want to do magic, I have a bunch of psalms where you're praying to God for whatever it is you want. I've got other prayers in there too, to saints. Like for instance, you know, if you're in battle with someone, you know, who's great in battle? St. Joan of Arc, right? And then, you know, pray to her. Um, I've got recipes in there so that you're not buying any products. And I've heard a lot of, um, um, compliments that from hundreds of people that, they have, you know, um, utilized my spells and they've worked. And I not only tell you how to do it, I tell you why you're doing it. Which I think that's important. Yeah. 
the reason why I say this is because a lot of times people do a spell and they, 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 they follow the ingredients, but they don't understand why. I'm one of those people. I want to know why. And I think if someone knows why, it's more likely to work better. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. That's why I tell everybody why. And I have a, a, a lot about are you justified? And, you know, your question, you know, are you justified? So you have to be justified. Absolutely. So what do I consider justification? So if you slap me across the face, I am justified to slap you across the face, but I'm not justified to shoot you and kill you. Okay. So an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, right? Now, a lot of times this has happened before where your spell doesn't really go awry, but say somebody kept doing something really bad to me and then I decided to do magic. And something really, really, really horrible happened to that person. Well, that's because spirit knew more than what I knew, all right? Or entities knew more than what I knew about that person. And they'll go ahead and punish that person, you know, for um, commensurate with what they deserved. And I'll give you an example. Um, I did a spell on, on this man to get a, this woman wanted her, this man to get away from her daughter. So I did a spell to send him away. And that's all I said, you know, he ended up in prison and, um, I never said that. Okay. The woman blamed me. I never said, put him in prison ever, never, never, never. But it turned out, which she didn't know, nobody knew, right, that he had murdered somebody. Oh, my so God. The spirit knew that. I didn't know it. She didn't know it. Her daughter didn't know it. But so things like that happen. Wow. Um, but one of the last questions I have for you is the Orishas. Like, I remember we talked about this last time, but I'll bring it up because, like, my mom was always a big uh, I Love Lucy fan, you know? And I remember um, you said in the I Love Lucy, Rick, Rick, Ricky Ricardo was singing an Orisha to St. Lazarus. Can you talk about what the Orishas are? I can't remember. I, it was in my notes, but I can't remember what, what that was. So, I mean, the best way I can explain it, because there's, you know, a lot of, academic explanations but the way i'm going to explain it you're, you're getting this from an old time cuban person you know i compare the orishas to the catholic saints okay and so i believe in a higher god and in santeria that you know we have names for our god in in catholicism we have what yahweh yehovah um the Jews have, the Jewish people have a lot of names, Adonai, Elohenu, you know, all different kinds of names, the Muslims, Allah, right? So in Santeria, and I call him Mr. Big, right? <laughs> so he can have Oludumari, Olofi, Olorun, right? He's God. And then underneath them, you have all the Orishas, just like underneath our God, you have all the saints. And that's how I view it. So let's just say, for instance, he did it. He did it. He figured it out. You're not <laughs> supposed to be doing this. I told you he'd figure it out. Oh, okay. 
Thank you very much. My bet's going to kill me. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's okay. I told you he would figure it out. He figured it out. Folks, if you have German shepherds, never, never let them see you do something that, you know, they're not supposed to because they'll figure it out. Are so they anyway, really smart then? Oh, they're super duper smart. And you, when he was watching me this time, close the gate and put that huge thing, heavy thing, he was watching me like a hop. And he did it. He's, he's got implants in his elbows and... He's gonna undo everything in the. Oh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you go. I, I don't want no, you. No, I don't want you to get hurt on my end. Nothing I can do. So, what was the last question about? Oh, so when we um, pray to saints, there's certain saints that handle certain things, right? So, let's say if you're abused, you go to Saint Rita. If you're praying for somebody who has emotional problems or men mental illness, you go to St. Dipna, right? So there's different saints that do different things. The same thing applies to Orishas. So if I want somebody to love me, I would go to Oshun, right? If I'm, you know, praying for somebody, you know, if they have health problems, especially bones and skin diseases, I would go to St. Lazarus or Baba Luaye. Same thing. That's how I compare it. That's fascinating. Well, I, I don't want to take up much of your time because I know you you probably got to get to your dog. Like, I don't want him to get injured. You know, that that would be oh, horrible. The damage is um, already done. It's already, he's, he's laying down now. The damage is uh, already done. Um, <laughs> one thing I was going to ask you about was like some of the, um, I, and I, if we talked about this last time, I, I, I forget sometimes, but um, Papa Legba, like my friend is, uh, is huge into, the um the some of the the characters in like voodoo or hoodoo like like can you actually pray to these people or like proper legba and is it safe or what would you say would you steer people away from doing that like oh. well, okay papa legba is what the the voodoo people call him right in santeria he's elegua and there is no harm in praying to the Orishas or to the Loas. I think they call them in voodoo. I'm not, I'm not astute on voodoo. I've got too much in my brain. But there's nothing wrong with praying to them, honoring them, and lighting candles for them and asking for help. It is a fallacy. It is a lie that you cannot pray to these entities unless you are in the religion. That's a lie, okay? All entities love to be worshipped and honored. You know, that would be like me telling you that if you're not Jewish, well, I'm not Jewish either, okay? That we have no right praying to God or to Jesus because we're not Jewish. It's a closed practice. That's baloney. There's no harm in praying to them, none whatsoever. Elegua, you know, he has 21 paths. Um, he's most notable for being at the crossroads. You know, Elegua is awesome. He's totally awesome. Is he easy to, I mean, like, I, I, I hear, like, my friend told me that you need to get, like, rum and candy to put out for him and stuff like that. Like, is that true? Or, like, what, yeah. and, like, why do they like, like, things like that we like? 
Okay, so I mean, what they're doing is they're taking the essence out. But you know, when we talk about rum and candy, remember I told you that Elegua has 21 paths. So if I am working with the path of the child, I would give candy, right? Oh, I remember this now. Yes, we did talk. Okay, and, yeah. Um, it depends on which path. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things he likes. He likes smoked fish. He likes hutia. And I guess the closest thing I can come to with hutia is opossum, right? Um, I mean, there's different things. You know, there's things you can make. But that's getting really, really, really into it deep. I mean, for the lay person, just light a candle and pray. And and that that'll work. I mean, the, the Orishas aren't demanding. The Orishas aren't dangerous like people claim they are. You know, they're they're not helping the religion. They're hurting the religion. They're hurting it with all these lies that are out there about it. The Orishas are not mean entities. They're very, very loving. Some of them have a sense of humor. Um, some of them are very, very serious. But they're all loving. I mean, I've always just wanted to get into magic because I, I, I mean, maybe I have the wrong intentions, but I've always wanted to get into magic because I felt like it could maybe help me better my life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like maybe if I did a, but I, I've, I've, I've had, I think I told you about this. I'm, I'm not sure if I did. I've had sigils backfire on me. I thought they backfired on me. I wasn't sure, you know, like, but then I just thought, well, maybe it was the intention that I was putting into it was all wrong. You know, like maybe it was, you know, because I was trying to do it to master my sales job, that I wanted to be the best on the sales team. And, you know, and uh, I did that sigil. And I remember I was drawing that sigil and like I was putting so much intention into it that I, I realized the next day after I got fired from the job, by the way, because something went oh, wrong. Like, you know, so like, it makes me think that like it was all in my intention. You know, then the, the, maybe that job wasn't right for me anyway. And so I guess it made me see the bigger picture. Well, I, I don't know what sigil you you made. I don't know what you said. I don't know what you did. I mean, it's it's hard for me to even give a comment on that. Considering well, I but basically, the, the, what I was always told about sigils is that you you draw a circle and then you you take you you draw your statement of intent, whatever you want your statement to be. So say my statement was, I want to outsell everybody at my job, right? And then they say you take the vowels out of that and you draw the consonants in the circle. Is there anything wrong with that, or is that is that like a basic sigil? Um, I it, again, I don't know what you drew. How many days before you got fired the next day? Is this well, the, the next well, no, the next day I I did I did rock I did I did the most sales that the company ever had like I did like I sold like ten phones in a day and then and I sold like three or four cable plans but then what happened was the day after that they they they, they found out that someone accidentally didn't pay for one of their phones so like they were like dicks about it and they let me go. So I was like, well, I was like, you know, but I, here's the crazy part. I was always so good with like money and I knew, I knew for a fact that I, that customer paid. So it made me think that like, you know, like magic can happen sometimes, maybe bad magic and, you know, or, or maybe I was miss, uh, miss, um, 
you know, maybe I was, uh, maybe I wasn't right, but uh, I, I don't know. You know, it's 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 hard to say. I mean, did you recite any incantations? No. You know, I, I just, uh, you know, no offense. I, I just don't think it's that easy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. I, I just don't think, you know, you, you've got to put energy and effort into it. And the way I explain it in all my books is you do magic and magic and magic and magic because you want to keep accumulating straws on the camel's back until the camel's back bust. Okay. And just one little sigil, uh, that ain't going to do it. That that isn't going to do it. Now, yeah. again, I, good... I don't know what the sigil Sorry. was. I don't know what you said. I don't know what you did. Um, I don't know what the design was. I don't know who you called on for help. So, I mean, it, it, we're kind of open in the air here right now. Well, I think a good a good thing of what you're trying to say, what you're saying is is this. Um, for example, like I, I have a YouTube video I watch every night for subliminal affirmations. Like, you know, I listen to these subliminal affirmations every single night um, before I go to bed because, you know, they're what they're for, like building wealth. And just recently, things started to finally like go in my favor a little bit, not completely, but a little bit. Like I started to see it like things starting to go in a more positive direction in my life. So I, so it was, it's, it's been weeks though. So it, I think like it's putting in that effort. Right. And I, I do, I work too. And I, you know, I work on my show all the time so I could see why things would finally start to, to, uh, to work out, I guess. Right. Is that what you're saying? Like it takes time. Yes. It takes time and energy and effort. I mean, the more you out, the more energy you output, the more chances of success. All right. I just yeah. really, really don't believe that even if the sigil was a perfect sigil and, you know, I, I just don't think that was enough. Yeah. You know, I, I carry, I carry a, a, a sigil for, for wisdom. Right. But it wasn't like I woke up being King Solomon the next day, you know, it, it's just doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's a facilitator. Oh. You know, magic is a facilitator, no matter what it is. I think that's really well said. Um, I just remember I have to do another show, but can you tell everybody where to? Uh, thank you so much for doing this. This was amazing. And can you tell everybody where to find you and uh, where to find your books? And and thank you again. Okay, so you know, I do um, a live event every other Sunday on my Facebook and I give free magical coaching and that is a Facebook page, Miss Aida Psychic. So come on over to my Facebook page and like it because I always have um, um, little hoodoo sayings in there and sometimes I put spell tips. And then if you want a reading or spell work, you go to my website, MissAida.com, M-A-M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A. And you can find my books on Amazon. Just Google Miss Aida, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A. And that's how well, you thank you. Oh, and, and uh, yeah, and thank you so much. And this was